0: Hello guys, my name is Sonia Singh and I welcome you to another episode of Searching Paradise. Today we have an amazing guest. Her name is Yas- Yasmin and she's straight from UK. She comes with a lot of experience on child, on work, on relationship management and so on. Please welcome Yasmin.
1: Hi, Hi Yasmin. Hi, how are you? Thank you very much for having me here today. It's a real Pleasure. pleasure. It's a pleasure for me. I get
0: to learn so many things. I get to speak to you and you know off camera whenever we speak we have such a good vibe and you know I just feel so comfortable talking to you so I couldn't wait to record this with you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I, would, I, I would like to start this off. Please tell us something about yourself something about your life and I know you come from a very um, different and a very mixed background so I, I would want to talk about it. Please tell me.
1: Okay, so my life, um, very fulfilled, very, very long, very, very good, good life, I've had a good life. So I'm having a good life, should I say. Um, So I was born from a um, Spanish mother and an Indian father. They got married um, and I was very happy to say they got married through uh, what we call a love marriage. So they chose to be with each other but they also then unchose to be with each other, um, leaving two daughters. And that was myself and my older sister. So there's only a year difference between the two of us. So growing up for me was very um, confusing. It was confusing because for me, uh, my dad was Indian and my mother was Spanish. And when people divorce, they pull against each other and they want their children to be like them. And you know, my sister was very much for my mother and I was very much for my dad, my father, but my mother didn't want me to be for my father. She wanted to be with her, so, she, so we were with her. And we grew up and we had a, a very good upbringing. We went to private school, uh, my grandparents paid for us. Um, but there was always an emptiness, you know, in my heart because I always wanted to be with my dad, I always wanted to, to, for him to, to be there to influence my life because I, I felt that my mother came from for Spanish because I was dark skinned. I felt like I didn't fit in. So there's always those sort of ways, you know, you feel like, oh I am from there, but I'm not. So my mother went on to marry, and um, she married an English man. So I was standing out. So each day I stood out more and I wasn't part. And you could see that I wasn't so I felt that growing up so yeah there's a lot of questions that you wanted to ask and so a little bit of confusion as I was growing up but you know yeah.
0: So what was something that was inclining, inclining you towards your father there must have been some qualities that you actually liked and you wanted to stay with him instead of your mother what, what was something that you, that you wanted from him?
1: Um, I mean, at the time, I didn't know what it was. I just knew that I wanted to see him and I wanted to be with him. Um, and it wasn't that I didn't want to be with my mum because I love my mum very much and I appreciate everything she's done for for me. And you know, I look back now and I think, you know, thank you for making me the person that I am because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. um You know, and I wouldn't be who I am either. So, and my, my father, what it was, I suppose, I just loved him. I just had love for him, but that love turned into frustration because I couldn't see him and anger because it just fested. So, you know, I, 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 when I did see him and I did have the opportunity to see him, I wanted to make his life a misery. I wanted him to understand that I was his daughter and why wasn't he there? And he, he, a lot of the time he laughed. just laughed he said oh yes, yasmin now he never got angry with me but i inside i wanted him to know the pain that i had felt for leaving and And how were you planning to do that i mean you know
0: as a young child
1: (laughs) just not anything there was there was no there was no specific plan of how (laughs) to make life a misery but if i didn't listen to him that would make that would that would hurt him if okay. I said I was going to do I wanted to shock him, I suppose. That that was as a child. You just want to shock them and you just want to say, listen, I'm your I'm your daughter. You know, I wanted to find out about my why they split up, which really wasn't any of my business, but I wanted to know. And he didn't tell me. He just said, it's it's none of your business. So the only person that was frustrated more and more was me because my mother wouldn't tell me, my father wouldn't tell me. But now, as an adult, I understand. I understand why they split up because they—they they were very strong people in their own right, you know. And I'll give you an example. The typical thing of my mother, and this is a this is of a generation now. I see in so many people, but I would say to my mum. Oh, today, you know, I had a really good day, mum. And she'd say to me, oh, yes, I'm so proud of you. You are just me. You're just me through and through. You know, you're just like me. And i think, lovely, because it's good, I'm like you. So that's fine. So I'd say to her, no, that's fine, mum. But I'm also part of my dad because it takes two people, doesn't it, to make a child. And there would be this pause, this total silence. And then my mum would say, well, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was a nice person. I don't know. I couldn't understand him. Okay. So, so people- um- they, so they, they were married
0: for a long period of time they must have understood and you know the difference that was coming how were you coping up and what were you thinking what what was going inside your head that why is she talking like this or you know sometimes you might even get offended <coughs> that how can you speak to, to speak about my father like that was
1: something like this happening with you so yes it was so what I chose to believe was that my mom still loved him And when my dad wouldn't give me any answers, I chose to believe that he still loved her because I didn't want to believe that they were angry at each other. Because for me, I wanted to believe that they loved each other and that I was born out of love. And that was how I chose to believe it. And I still believe it now because I believe that when somebody can't talk about something, it's because there's an emotion there. And I chose that love emotion, which when I do say to my mum, you are clearly still in love with my father. She doesn't like it. She's not happy about it. But it maybe gives her time to reflect that at some point she was happy with him and she did love him. So, you know, they were only together for, for four years, for four years they were together. So, but it's time enough. I think what I was the point I was trying to make was that she would say, that she didn't understand him because she used the language as a barrier to her true feelings, okay? okay. So, you know, that, that's the, the, the way, but I have a very good relationship with my mum, and I did build up a very good relationship with my father as well. So, you know, it's, it, it's love, we laugh now. Yeah, and how about your sister?
0: So uh, what
1: kind of relationship did you share with her and how how are you guys now? So my sister is very much an individual. We're very, very different, even though there's a year apart. And I also, I loved her very much. I love her very much, but as a a child, she just didn't want me around. So she wanted to do her thing. I did my thing. So she wanted to be very individual. And my mother brought us up to be very individual. She didn't want, she wanted each of our personalities to shine and they did, you know, so yeah she's she's good she lives with my mother in spain okay and then what happened so um are you are you connected to any of the
0: indian traditions or do you know anything about it no is the
1: answer i don't know <coughs> i don't know any of them at all um but i also you know i was brought up the spanish way so i didn't want to feel that i didn't want anyone to feel that i had to be spanish or i had to be english because uh, spanish or indian because for me, I was me, and I'm not okay. Catholic, and I'm not Muslim, um, okay. and I'm not anything. I'm. I like spirituality. I practice a lot of spirituality because I think my my way of looking at things is if I do good in my life, good things happen. So that's 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 my thing. But I think it's not even a question really of you know what religion or anything. It's about how you are as a person, what life brings to you, and how you cope with life and how you can change your life identify things that go wrong what can i do to change about myself how can i make my life better how can i make myself happier yeah
0: and how did you pick it up i mean what made you this person and how how did you start practicing this way
1: so can you hear me yeah sorry so okay so spirituality is how how did i do it my life was going in in circles and um, my relationships weren't going well, and I needed to take a step out of my relationships. I needed to um, find out what it was. At first, I blamed everybody else because that's what we do. We blame everybody for things. but when that didn't work and it kept happening, then I needed to look inwards. and I started to look inwards about myself and what it was about myself that were, that things were going that were just going wrong. And a lot of the time it was rushing into things without thinking, I'm gonna rush into this. I'm that. If I do that, that will happen, that will happen. It was trying to organize my life, okay. which now I look back, I can't organize my life. My life will be organized for me. I just need to do the right thing. I just yeah. need to go and do the right thing, help people, you know. help my family, help people if they ask for help, not even help people if they don't want help. <laughs> Because that's where sometimes we go wrong. Well, we want to help everybody. And people say, well, actually, I actually don't want your help. Can you please back off, leave me alone? I don't want it. And that's fine as well. <laughs> you know? So, yeah, it to be a, a do-gooder to help everybody. But it's about just, you know, sometimes helping, helping others. And in helping others, you help yourself because you learn from the way people are. You learn, learn from everything, everyday learning and, you know, that's good. So that's where my, my journey um, sort of started with, with with seeing things going wrong and going round in circles and I felt like I needed to break that cycle a little bit. So, yeah. So what was your breakthrough?
0: So I know that we have in our life, we have to go through a lot of break- breakthroughs. It's not just one moment and you will be changing from then and there and you'll become this whole different person. But I think you will require a lot of breakthroughs like in a relationship, maybe certain incidents happen or maybe the appearance or some kind of instance that you happen in your life. So what was your
1: breakthrough like? Um My breakthrough wasn't, a particular breakthrough, it was lots and lots of different things, um, you know, in my life, lots of, um, you know, probably like even memories coming back to me thinking, okay, how could I have done that better? Why did that happen? And me actually, myself, realising, well, that happened there, that happened there, that happened there, and I'm thinking, gosh, I hope no one's in my head. I hope no one hears that, because I'm actually quite embarrassed, because it's actually I'm doing the same thing. And me linking up, actually linking up all of you know, the dots to say, I can't, why do I keep doing this? And that's how I changed. So there was, and lots of things, it could be any situation. It could be the way that I answer my mom, the way that I, that I deal with my children, the way I deal with work, the way just with my friends, block it out. It didn't happen instead of dealing with situations. So lots of different things for my breakthrough. Well, I think it's it's at least you have that sort of awareness about
0: yourself that you know. Maybe you behave in a certain way in certain situation and then you will always reflect back. I think that reflecting back is always a necessary step for you to start those changes in your life. And that's what I'm thinking that you must have also done because to have that kind of awareness about yourself and that kind of consciousness that, OK, I could have done something better and maybe this situation arises the next time I'm going to do something better to change. And, you know, changing those patterns is very important for us. And maybe you could have done the same thing and then you, you must have changed over a period of time. But where do you think that people can also create such awareness? Like, what can that be?
1: You see, I don't think you can... I think, I think you can only create awareness when you start to become aware. And I don't understand... Um, I, not, I don't understand. I can't tell you... Or tell somebody to start being aware. I mean, we do as children, you know, your mum says, can you just start being aware of, of how you're making me feel? Can you start being aware of what you're doing? Do you actually realise what you're doing? What did you hope to gain out of that? You know, the same old things we hear, we hear, we hear, but we don't listen. And that's the difference, hearing and listening to what somebody's actually saying to you. So with me, it doesn't matter how many times my mum told me to do something, I was only going to do it when I was ready. And I think most people do do that. As children, we do it when we're ready. Although, you know, sometimes if you say to a child, don't do that, they do it. If you say to somebody, instead of saying to somebody, for example, when you get to work... Um, Okay, let's have, a little, let's have a little think about it. So I'm thinking off the top of my head here. So on a journey to work, for example, a friend used to say to me, don't trip up because my shoes, I would wear high shoes. And I would oh, as a result of that, I would be thinking, don't trip up, yes, don't trip up, and yes, would tra- trip up, and I would. And every time I tripped up, I thought, great, I've done it. But had they said to me, <clears throat> get there safely, get there safely, then I would have got there safely. And I actually believe that because I try that. I try these little things on myself. Um, so it, it, it depends on the instruction that you give somebody maybe, you know, maybe that could be more awareness of, you know, saying to people, you know, being positive in your speech as opposed to adding negativity because positivity has a, has a, a, a massive effect on your whole body, being positive, saying positive things. But if we say negative things, we actually believe the negativity and our body believes the negativity. So it's about being positive and choosing your words very, very carefully. I mean, maybe you could say to a child, choose your words carefully, choose your words carefully, and they will choose their words carefully. That's not saying don't say bad, don't say good, just say choose your words carefully. So maybe that's an awareness. I don't know. But people will only become aware when they become aware and they will only change their behavior when they want to change their behavior as a result of becoming aware so that that's what i believe i think that's a fantastic thing and actually now that we, you've mentioned it
0: it's, it's actually making me think that when you speak to a child and you tell them think about how i am feeling or you know think about what you're doing and that creating that awareness i think not many people do it when they bring up their child and uh, saying all these sort of things, you know, just develops their mind in a different way than, you know, just by saying, don't do that. Don't touch that. Why are you like this? Why are you always bothering me? And, you know, and then they think their, their, their thinking pattern is in is in a completely different way so i think that that's that's a great thing to say and the awareness will only start coming when you start preparing them from childhood to think about others how they are speaking how they are talking to other people how they are talking to themselves and i think that requires a good knowledge for you to start off with because as a mother if i have to bring up a child i should at least know what are the points that I should be careful about? So first I have to start taking care of myself and then you know I have to start developing the child in a certain manner. Do you think, uh, what were the points that you were using to bring up your children?
1: Um, okay, so I, when I brought up my children, um, I didn't have all of that awareness. And so I used to spend my time saying, especially to my eldest son, don't don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. And I found myself, if I listened to myself, I mean, how boring, but don't do this. And he must've thought exactly the same. And he must've thought the only thing that resonated with him in his head was instead of don't do that was do that because that's what he did. He did that, what I asked him not to do. So hindsight's a brilliant thing. Um, But unfortunately, that's how we learn from our, our mistakes. And as they're older, you know, my, my, I have a very, very good relationship with both of my sons and they're very different and they're very funny, both of them in their own way, but they will always um, listen to me now. And I think, why didn't you listen to me when I was, but I understand, I know why they didn't listen to me because everything that I say to them now is positive. I don't tell them what to do. I ask them what they're doing and I don't even I don't even try and give them advice unless I feel that they need advice. It might be through their silences, through is everything okay?" and they come to me and they talk to me. So the thing is that the, we want to pass our experiences on to our children, but yet when we want, we want to pass those experiences on that we are trying to get away from. <laughs> Because our experiences are passed down from generation to generation, so my mother's taught me how to be a certain way, and I used to pull my hair out, thinking, "Oh, I don't want to be like this. I really don't want to be like this. I love you, mum, but I don't want to be you." And so that you know, we now I'm then trying to pass on those values down to my down to my um, children. Yeah, I don't even want them myself. So why would I do that? But that's what we do as parents because we don't know any different. But that's not a criticism of them. That's They only know how to deal with their families because they, they only know with the tools they're given. They don't know any more, they don't know any less, and everybody's on their own individual journey. So it's very difficult, but it doesn't matter if we make mistakes because I believe the more mistakes we make, the better we become. So I should be amazing, the amount of mistakes I've made. Okay.
0: And uh, what is the one thing that you always talk to your children about? And what was the shift that you actually made? Can you give us like an highlight as to where can somebody
1: start a change from? How are you feeling? That's a very good question. And it, and it opens up so much. How are you feeling? Because none of us know how we're feeling most of the time, even as adults. We might say, yeah, I feel angry. Oh, I'm really angry because of this, but how are you feeling? It's so explore how you're feeling. And when a child has to think about how they're feeling or, or your child, they they have to think about a situation that maybe led them to feeling a certain way. And in exploring that situation, they might then see how they have got to there, how that situation made them feel, they may think, actually if i'd have done that better i might be able to do i might have be able to go down that avenue so how are you feeling shows care consideration shows that you're going to give them time to listen to their answer and it's a it's a lovely way so it's a you know it's giving children that time to actually an importance to answer that question because we live busy lives And what we want is, you know, one of the mistakes I used to make as a mother was, I'm going to work. I need you to get you to bed. I need you to get up. I need you to eat your breakfast. I need you to eat your lunch. I need you to eat your dinner. What do you want? Okay, mum, can I have this in my sandwiches? No, I've only got this. This is what you're having. Oh, great. Why bother asking? Well, exactly. Why bother asking if I'm going to give you what you're going to get anyway? So but these are all things that, you know, it's the frustration if you think back You might actually think, well, actually, I did ask them that question, and I actually gave them another answer. So it's being aware of your words, being aware of how you come across with your children. Um, But being able to ask that question, how are you feeling, is a really big thing, because from there comes everything. Because if they're feeling sad, or they're feeling, if they say, I feel a bit upset today, mum, Well, we're we're going to find out what's the reason you feel upset. The reason you feel upset might be because something's happened at school. Getting that out and being able to talk about it is very, very big for a child. That's how I would have liked as a child, you know, my mother to have asked me. And so, you know, maybe everybody else maybe think, how would they like to have been treated? Because how they would have liked to be treated to then treat somebody else, then you're helping somebody. You can't go past, you can't go to the past and you can't move forward. You have to stay in where we are in the present. But right now, if you can help somebody not go through what you went through, then surely that's a really good thing. Yeah, um, I think it only comes from
0: when you are, you you know, we are discussing all of it, I can only say that it can all start the relationship that you have with yourself, the relationship that you have with your children and with your own parents, it only starts from the relationship that you have for yourself, because to think about all of these things, you need that kind of awareness as to you, firstly, you have to take care of yourself as to how you are feeling. So until then, I don't know, how do I feel? Even if I'm frustrated, I am definitely going to take out that anger on somebody else. And for sure, it might be the children that are there with me because they are easier to do that. You know, We can easily take out our anger and, you know, poor little thing, they can't do it. <laughs> so I think that's what, that's what happens in most of the cases. And in India, I see this a lot. And personally, also I've experienced this, so I know this happens. So uh, you know, where can women start? Have I mean, yes, it's it's a fact that you've just mentioned that you cannot be aware unless you you don't want to be aware of it. And uh, I'm sure this also reflects in relationships with their spouse as well. Do you think that is somewhere relatable? I think
1: everything is. I think you're absolutely right. I think it starts off with. Um, know you have to know yourself you have to love yourself you have to be aware of how you're acting around people first and i think most of that happens when you stop and you think about what you've done so to reflect or what you've said or in that situation i think a lot of um relationships you know you, you you feel like You go and speak to your friends and you say, this is what I've done, this is what he's done. We don't don't actually say, to be fair, this is what I've done. You say, this is what's happened. This is what he's done. He's done this. He's done that. He's done this. He's made me feel. He's made me feel. But actually, how many times do we we actually say, well, I wonder how I've made him feel? Or I wonder how he's feeling. We're so wrapped up in everything about us. we don't stop to think about the other person so if everybody took responsibility of that then i'm sure you know we would have better relations but the children um learn they learn from us so it doesn't start from a child at home it starts from the parents and it's like then it starts from their parents and their parents so if the parents can become aware or can just stop and think about what they want. What's the outcome that they want? Do they want that child to get to school safely with all of their uniform? Do they want them to go calm? Do they want to remember their PE kit? Do they want them to remember their lunch? Do they want to remember everything? Well, how would you get yourself organized in the morning with all of those things? And how would you feel? You know, how would you make sure that you got to school safely? And I think is calmness so if you're giving that child time to think or to say what do you need to get tomorrow what what things would you need oh your PE kit oh okay I haven't seen that for a while where is it they may have to go and find it what would you like for lunch I've got this which what would you like this choice or that choice okay I'd like that okay Uh, next week I might go and get you that because that's what you like calm what time do you think you need a bath tonight yeah i mean obviously if they're children and they're mucky, they're going to get above you're yeah, very young but as they get older do you think you need a bath do you think you need to go and do this what do you think how would you like to go to school would you like to go to school looking amazing and feeling amazing with your lovely clean hair and your lovely clean, and not have to have any teachers say to you where's your pe kit or where's you haven't got your lunch or feeling good and strong you know what do you think you need to do that and I know these are really conversations that children don't want to hear but we have to give them time to talk and we don't because we're busy we're too busy you know yeah
0: that's what I wanted to ask you like because I know mothers always always busy since I am independent and I'm single and I don't have time for a lot of things about myself so you know even I cannot plan so many so being a mother and you know taking care of a whole family and to like really take out time to speak to people like that and organize and plan. I think uh, most of us don't do that. And that's, that's why only these, these troubles start and the mother is always angry somehow. Whenever you speak to her, she just seems to be <laughs> so rude because she's been so busy. She doesn't have time for herself. She doesn't have time for kids. She doesn't have time to uh, manage the house. So I think that is a difficult situation for people. Yeah, it
1: is a very difficult situation, but we have got a lot of hours in the day And most of those that time, even if somebody's working in between the times, uh, there is always half an hour or an hour that you can find in that day for yourself. We all have families, we have family support that can support us, you know, with our children, we need to give ourselves time in order to be able to give our children time. So, you know, a little bit of you know, nice relaxing bath or a nice, you know, little walk on your own and all the thoughts come to your head, anything, just something that you like doing. Because when you when you stop giving yourself what you want, you then resent other people for taking your time away. So if you can give yourself a little bit of time, then you won't resent your children for taking that time as much as you love them. We all resent people who who can't, we blame people and we resent them because we haven't got any time for ourselves, but that's in our control. It's not anyone else's. So if we do that, then we will find that time. And there's just little things that we can change about ourselves. Yeah. I think that's the self care and the self comes in.
0: So if you can at least have 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half an hour to yourself, at least you'll be at peace. And instead of just doing it, trying to do everything perfect and then, you know, in a different mood and you know being angry or maybe just resenting everything that you do at least even if you don't do that task and be happy and speak nicely to the people who are present in the house I think that will change a lot maybe they might even start helping you because you know they can see how stressed you are but when you when you take the duty of doing everything by yourself I think that just makes it even more difficult for everyone. You know and you're right and I mean out of
1: a lot of A lot of imperfections comes to perfection, okay? So maybe the way we we look at things, we think we're doing the same thing day in and day out, and we are thinking that we're doing the best for our children. But how many times do we actually stop and say to our children, how would you do it? This is my life. How would you do it? What would you change to see mummy happy? Or what would you change if you were me? Simple question. They love it because they're in control and they can say right this is what I'd do I'd let me go to bed at midnight I'd let me do this and once all that's over and done with you know you then find out well you know other people's important you know values not values or importance but other people's points of view um, and you know you're looking into your children's point of view and there will be something that you think gosh I've been so busy and so stressed I didn't realize that that's the effect that they had on them. You know I had that effect on them and I you know and and you think I'm not gonna do that again because it is sometimes children make us think it doesn't matter how old they are I know my children make me think a lot of the time you know they they say to me Mum stop texting me stop calling me I'm okay 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 and then right off again (laughs) <laughs> and it's not until they don't answer and I say, you don't answer. No, I don't answer, Mum, because you don't listen, do you? I've asked you not to. Okay. So we all do it every day, even we try, we still skip into our ways. But yeah, asking children maybe how they would do something better. Maybe start with baking a cake or bake or, or, or doing um, you know, folding things up. What would you do? From conversation comes conversation. You know, from the minor little things come other things. And that's how we get to know our children. How can we get to know our children if we don't give them time to talk and to explain how they're feeling? Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: So talk to me about, okay, these are relationship
0: with your children, but talk to me about a hard spouse or maybe, you know, somebody too difficult to deal with. How do you manage them? Like, how do you... Um, still have that sort of relationship because over a period of time you've changed, they've changed and you're now, it's not just the same anymore and you feel a lot of differences have come in between. How do you deal with those people?
1: Um, I think the way to deal with anybody is to, to communicate with them. Communication is 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 the key to everything in life. That's, that's what I believe. So you're feeling a certain way your husband is feeling a certain way, but how many times do we ask how they're feeling and really listen to how they're feeling? and Or watching them, how things have deteriorated, how things have changed, how things have got better, anything. It's about taking that time to talk to them and say, this is how I'm feeling. How are you feeling? Do you see it the same way? How was your day at work? Maybe understand that maybe they're going through stresses and strains because out of all of that, You know, sometimes people don't want to talk to you. They don't want to tell you how you're feeling. So if you see them that they're stressed, people don't choose to be just angry. Anger comes from something. So if you see that they're struggling, maybe do something that you wouldn't necessarily do. Maybe make them a cup of tea, you know? I don't make a cup of tea for everybody, but maybe make them a cup of tea, make them help, talk to them, sit down, give them time, do something different, you know? It's... We have a responsibility. If we want something to work, we have to put the effort in and we have to make things work. We can't always make things work, but we can change our behavior in order for them to change their behavior. Okay. Yeah, that is true. Uh, yeah actually that gives a whole different
0: perspective because you've been with that person for so long and I'm sure uh, there are things that you can look at and you can start working on it and uh, that is just so talk to me about the risk factor that you were talking about the fear factor that inspires you and something that they need to work on because as we are talking about relationships because we did we develop a lot of fear. So you might have come to me with a lot of compassion and you want a certain you want me to behave in a certain way, but then you know, I have pushed you off like five times, ten times, and now that you you have this fear of rejection. And you know, a lot of children also develop the same kind of fear. So talk to me about the fear factor.
1: Okay, so fear sometimes is generated through a trauma. And sometimes fear is handed down to us from our parents. And sometimes from our siblings, you know, it's, it, fear isn't always generated from a trauma. So we could have fear of doing this. We say, this is how my mum did it. So this is how I do it. We don't stop to think, well, did it work for my mom? Well, clearly it didn't work because that's why she's acting the way she acted. Or, um, you know, but we then say, that's what we know. So anything outside of that, we become fearful of. So, for example, you know, a, 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 um, a, um, a relationship between mum and dad. You know, dad comes home, mum acts in a certain way. Mum then, re, re, you know, then he reacts in a certain way. And it's called a cycle of behavior. You know, your behavior affects my behavior. So you have to change something. But most of that comes from fear fear of change, fear of doing it differently, fear of not knowing how the other person's going to react. Fear of, just lots of fear of, oh, if I say this, they're gonna do that again, like you mentioned, rejection, fear of rejection. You know, it's a, a big, big thing, feeling rejected and not wanting to feel rejected. So we run from a situation, instead of facing it, what's the worst that can happen? Well, the worst that can happen is they reject me. Well, they going to do that anyway, because that's what I thought they were going to do. So what's the worst? So try something different. And this is, you know, the rejection side of things, um, you know, comes from including inclusivity. So for example, you know, if somebody feels rejected, um, maybe, they will then go on to want to change their behavior by trying to include other people in things, being inclusive, which is very important. So, may, although we, we may feel rejected, but we don't know how the other person feels, they may also feel rejected, in which case is why they push you away. But again, a lot of these things are communicated, it's, it's about communication, because how will we ever know how somebody's feeling unless they tell us yes we know from their actions we know that the end results of how they've been feeling because the end result is to be horrible to somebody okay or to to be quiet and not talk to somebody or to act in a certain way but that's how the end result is but in order to find out the beginning we can ask because when we have a friend who's comes in dire need of oh my husband's done this to me and my husband's done that we're very quick to say whoa let's do this do this do this do this but we're never impartial and we're never um we never we we never stop to say to them why don't you communicate did you ask him you're telling me don't tell me tell him we don't say that do we we we, we just say well do this so, yeah so that is true I mean it happens every
0: time and I've seen couples fighting about the same same thing and then you know the and I wonder like you've known the person for so long and what what has happened right now that is so difficult between you guys and you must have had good memories and how did they become all of a sudden I mean something could have you know they could have experienced and they might also be having some kind of fear that they're not able to open up so that's always a possibility but do you think sometimes people are just Straight up, not to deal with you know some kind of toxic behaviors that they always show. Do you think that is also possible? And how do you deal with
1: them? Um, so, sorry, the, the question asked is so: if it's something toxic, how do you deal with toxic behavior? As in, okay, so if, for example, if a person if their behavior together is toxic and it becomes violent and it becomes abusive, um, I wouldn't say to anybody, try and talk to them. I think I would say, get yourself out of that situation. And also if there are children present, children need to be looked after. Children need to be um, felt, they need to feel safe. So if it's toxic because it's violent, then you just go, you have to find a way of getting out of that relationship. But if it's toxic in, in, in another way, I mean, toxicity can go from the minor to, to you know going through the same old thing all again and never get anything solved. Again, you have to break that cycle. Somebody has to be the adult in the relationship. Somebody has to say, let's go from here, let's, you know, move away um, from this behaviour. So I'm going to change my behaviour. I'm going to say to you. Instead of when somebody comes back and they're angry and moaning about something or other from their work, I'm gonna say, change it. How, how are, you? are you, what's happened? Instead of, oh, here we go again, how, what's happened? You know, show some compassion, show some care, show some understanding, talk, communicate. I mean, toxicity only becomes toxic if you want to. Two people have an argument because there's two people. One person can't have an argument with themselves they won't have an argument. So if you don't say anything and you get on with your day-to-day stuff, then you're not going to argue. Give people time just to breathe. If they want to go out and they want to have a breather, let them out to have a breather, let them do what they need to do and be who you are. But toxicity, it depends. There's lots of different ways of, of feeling toxic, but only you will know how your relationship Okay, are. I will give you an example of toxicity and maybe you can
0: tell me how do you deal with it. And let's just say, um, you know, there's this husband and wife, they have two kids who are grown up, say 16 and 18, or maybe, um, yeah, 16 and 18, I think, decent age. And, uh, you know, um, they don't have any, any more things to talk about husband and wife and sometimes you feel that they shout at each other and they call each other names and the children can see and now the children are really worried about how do you communicate and maybe the children have started taking sides uh, you know either um, with the father or with the mother so you know that kind of toxicity is what I'm talking about that you know it's straight up toxic like you just know that there's a lot of trauma that they've gone through and now they've become like this to each other.
1: Um, okay, so the... <clears throat> so what's the, what, what, you know, first of all, you have to identify the problem. You have to identify what is the problem. Is it the problem that, that, that Jimmy's taking sides with mom and Davina's taking sides with dad? You know, what's the problem? know they're bickering they're arguing they've both got their own ways of how to deal with things again communication it boils down to you know communicate with each other why you know i i think they should do this because this this and this you think because of that so maybe one day we'll do this and one day we'll do that maybe change your perspective put yourself in another person's position to actually understand how they're feeling yeah that's that's one thing so, is, is it a problem because mum wants both of her children on her side, or is it a problem because dad wants the children on her side? Is it a problem for one to be one on one? Children learn from their parents' behaviour; it's learned behaviour. So, they, you know, mum, mum's with daughter and dad's with son, or it could be the other way around. But usually, that's what we've got. This divide is is, is everything, isn't it? There's a divide. Does it matter? Does it really matter if if son they know, you know they love you? You know they're there, you know that there's care, but as adults, we have to change our behavior for our children to, to understand what's wrong. So it's toxic because you want it to be toxic, otherwise you need to get out. Okay and how about uh, situation I mean
0: I'm sorry I'm giving you a lot of situation but this is something that I really want to talk about because this is what I see and which is happening so if the relationship is toxic because a lot of resentment is there because of the in-law side or maybe that they have experienced a lot of pain and at least okay let's just say the the women or, or one of the person has a lot of awareness that this can be worked out. And you know, I have a lot of compassion towards the other one and I want to sort things out. But your partner is not responding and they're just completely shutting you off. What do you think that the person can do in that certain instance?
1: Um, very difficult. So it's it's very difficult to say what to do in those situations. But you know, if you're desperate that you want to talk to somebody, and that person's not talking to you, you can't make somebody talk. But what you can do is talk to somebody else. Because what this is about, it's not about making somebody talk. It's not about you changing their behavior. It's about you changing your behavior to make you feel better, to put in your boundaries, to be happy with yourself, and ultimately to have self-love. So if you're in a situation that's making you upset, why are you in that situation? The reason, what are the reasons you're in that situation? Are the reasons is because you want to have that control over everybody, in which case then who's controlling who? Or is it because you feel that you um, want him to listen to you or her to listen to you? What is the problem? So you can't try, just because somebody doesn't want to listen to you, if they don't want to listen to you, there's nothing you can do, is there? You can't make them to you but you can help yourself be happy by changing your behavior and by saying well actually why am i letting that person's behavior affect me how can i stop that person from Mm -hmm. affecting me Okay.
0: And eventually, when the person sees that uh, their behavior is not inflicting so much upon them, so they might also calm down and they might even start approaching and they might even open up. That could be a possibility. Otherwise, anyways, you are at peace. So whether it's this way or that way, at least you are at some level of peace that you have experienced. So I think um, it is all about self-love that one person should concentrate on.
1: Yes, that um, is Absolutely one person everybody needs to concentrate on themselves worry about what you're doing don't worry about what your friend's doing don't worry about how they've got it or anything they've got worry about what you've got and how you're going to make yourself love yourself more and feel better yourself yeah okay
0: So uh, I'm very fascinated to the fact that you've you've been working all of your life, and uh, you know you've managed a family, you've managed yourself, you've managed your work also. How did you have that balance, and you know, to bring your child in uh, children in a certain way, and also maintain that work-life balance? How did you do that?
1: Um. Well, when early on, I used to I used to work very hard, and I still work hard. But what I do is my hours change, You know, a lot. So. I always had um, au pairs, you know, coming over, which sometimes I had to manage them more than I did my children because they were quite young. And I had to be a mother to them sometimes. But, you know, that's what you do. You have to ease them in gently to help you, to help them, you know, to help them, to help themselves, to help you ultimately, with your children. So you give yourself, you know, time, um, you know, to, to be able to manage that. Yes, it's hard, but you're on a hamster wheel. So you're going, you just keep going all the time, all the time. Same thing, same thing, same thing. Boom. I just want to get on with my day. I want to do this. You don't have the time, but I don't think many parents do have the time. You know, working parents, it's very difficult to say, I'm um, going to have all of this time, but we don't Sometimes we only need a couple of hours in a week or two, three hours. We, or sometimes we, all we need is to have a cup of tea with a friend and have a little moan. And then we feel better that we're not the only person in the world that's going through this. You know? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's little things, isn't it, that we take for granted that we think, oh, and no, I've got time for a cup of tea. But actually, you need a cup of tea or you need a coffee or you need this or you need a chat or you need a walk. But we think, but I haven't got time for that because I'm feeling like this. And you think, well... If I actually did that, I would feel better, and then I'd you know, have more time. So it's very difficult. Everybody has to manage their own time, but they have to you know, maybe say to themselves, I'll do this for this hour, I'll do that for that, and, and add their own self-care in to their day. You okay. know, yeah, why, why can't we love ourselves? Why can't we be happy? Why can't we do our hair? Why can't we pluck our eyebrows? Why can't we go and get our facial, the face that And we can't do it. Why, don't, why can't we do it ourselves? Nobody's going to look after you if you don't look after yourself. If they see that you don't bother about yourself, why would they want to look after you? You know, it's like that you set the boundaries, you set the example to yourself.
0: So I'm guessing um, as a life coach also, when you deal with a lot of people, uh, what is the one thing that you always tell them? What is the one advice that you always want to start them off with? Or what is that one thing that you would encourage them to start looking after?
1: Again, so I would ask them to look and say, what is it that they like about themselves? And what is it that they don't like about themselves? And I think both questions are very important because not liking something about yourself brings a lot of a lot of things forward and liking a lot of things enhances your self-esteem as in, I like this, I like that. Then what is it about what you like about yourself? What is it? And it's questions. So things, um, I think that the, the, the way to start off with somebody is always with themselves because they've come to you with a problem. But I think a lot of problems always end up with the question of, who they are, how they feel, why they do things a certain way, what's the reason that they choose this path to do certain things. Um, and it's, it's, it's about looking at themselves first. Yeah, Being honest okay. with themselves. And ask yourself, what is it about what that person's saying that's making me feel this way? Okay. Very important question. Because why If somebody said to you, you are a front door, you know you're not a front door, don't you? Because you know you're a person. You know you're not a front door, so you're not gonna believe them. So why are you believing what they're saying about you? And the reason you might be believing and letting yourself get upset about what they're saying is because you yourself deep down believe that. So then you have to change that. So again, it's about you. You can't change somebody's behavior, accept it. So, if they keep telling you you look like a front door or you are a front door, okay, that's fine. Well, I know I'm not. Okay, maybe <laughs> joke about it. It's humor in life takes you away from so many situations and it helps you with so many situations. See the funny side of life, nothing really matters, does it? If it's happened, you can't change it. What you can do is try and change it better next time it happens you can change the way that you react to it but being upset about everything creates such unharmony and you're not you don't, nobody's gonna really want to be around you i mean i know i don't particularly want to be around miserable people but, but but half the time you know i will be around i'll try and make them laugh or make them smile you know and if that doesn't work i think okay well i've tried you know, but I'm not going to spend my day being around somebody who is totally miserable all day. But some people, um, some people might change. Some people won't change. But if I'm happy and I don't let that person's behavior affect me, I've won. I've won, haven't I? Because yeah. I, I've put my own boundaries inwards and I'm, I'm happy. I've dealt with the situation. I smile, smile at them. People don't know what you're smiling about and sometimes they actually if you try it they actually react to your smile if you smile and you smile long enough they think what she's smiling about but they mimic what you're doing so you've got a smile so there's lots of ways you can deal with it but it's about asking yourself why is that behavior why is her behavior affecting me yeah i think that's a that's a fair way to
0: look at and something that you should always look at is to laugh at the experience that you have and not be so serious about them so this is a practice that me and my brother always have not consciously we don't do it but whatever trauma that <laughs> you know we've gone through so my brother always makes fun of me so whatever that I've done in the past maybe a toxic relationship or you know I was the I was a, I was being a jerk as a person so he would always laugh and you know he would make so much fun of me and of my mistakes and even I laugh at it because you know there's no point dwelling in it and you know thinking oh don't say like this to me and you know how can you talk to me like that instead I will just laugh and I think I will even make more fun about it and uh, that's how we deal with all of our tra- trauma that we had in the childhood <laughs> so we always speak about our parents and how they traumatized us but you know <laughs> in a very funny way so that takes a lot of pressure off from my mother as well so you know we we would always say, yeah, you will not speak to your children like this, if, you know, your grandchildren, but, you, you know, you beat us off and you used to beat us all the time. And, you know, we will just laugh about that. <laughs> so and that, I think that is a very important thing. And, you know, you should laugh and everybody should laugh. And like I said, I, I don't trust people. I don't like people who do not laugh. And uh, <laughs> I just don't resonate with them.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah uh yeah so i talk to me about um why i mean why what is that what is something that encourage you what is it something that you know you want to have impact on and uh, w- what is your vision forward what is like a mission forward and
1: how how do you want to do that so i don't know how i'm going to do it i really don't but i'm sure it will happen in fact i know it's going to happen um but I, I want to go over to South South America, and I want to help um, families who are who don't know how to communicate. They're bringing up children, you know, lots of countries who have more children, more children, more children, but they can't deal with their children. So it's almost like a cycle that's gonna continue all the way. They're gonna continue, have more children, do this, you know, their children, they're gonna become their parents. And so it's about trying to change by making people aware of their behavior. Now, I know you can't make somebody aware of, you know, what, of making somebody change but you can help people give them it's, it's a sort of like a, a an education in life a little bit talk to people about um you know so talk to parents and you know the problems that they're experiencing with their children and how they would deal with it funny stories talk to them i want to do that and i don't want to do it because i want to you know earn money out of it i want to do it because i have a love for it and i have a passion for it and i think everything in life starts with a passion and I'm a very passionate person I've been described as very excitable and very excited sometimes I think okay I am very very excited but I'm always I'm happy laughing because I see the funny side out of life you know however hard a situation is I will see the funny side eventually may not be right at the at the time, but I will see that funny side, like you were describing about your brother and your parents and everything. So that, that, that's what my vision is to go off and do that. I, you know, I, I want to, to help people help themselves, to help their children. And mm. it's a very easy thing, you know, to do because we can all do it, but I, I, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I did live with my mum constantly. My mum used to refuse to speak English to me, so I had to learn Spanish. <laughs> okay. And, so, and, and yet it was very difficult for me. I always understood Spanish, but I didn't always speak it, but I do speak it now. So, you know, it, for me, that would be able to help them, have a laugh with them. I, I, I love the South American culture. I love it. I think they're just so alive. They're vibrant. I love the music. I just, I love all that because there's so much happiness there. And maybe that's what's drawn me to it, just the happy people. I love it. You know, it's just, The feeling that you you listen to this music and it's yeah this feeling inside of happiness and so that that's my vision to go over there um and stay and and help people out there you know help people change their own lives by through through communication through you know the basics of life yeah and i remember you and
0: i were talking for the first time and then you did mention that you know we will also start start something and um, you know maybe you can contribute to my course as well and then maybe you can do something in India as well to influence people and help them uh, you know become a better version so definitely maybe we'll do something like that in future also yeah yeah definitely
1: <laughs> definitely that would be great we all learn from each other yeah, yeah I can nice. learn a bit about that culture as well and you know, and you can learn from my experiences, so yes. Yeah, definitely.
0: I mean, I want to know what, what Spanish culture is like, and, and I'm always fascinated by the language that you speak, and it just, it just sounds so nice, and the way it is, the music and everything, I think it's just amazing.
1: Yeah. Very heartfelt, and they're very passionate. Spanish are very passionate. You know, a, one minute they will be telling you that you are ruining their life, Why were you even in here? And the next minute, they'll be kissing you and hugging you, okay? So that is their culture. It's passion. Just because they say that. And children grow up knowing that, but they also grow up knowing that their parents love them because that's the love. They pinch your cheeks. You know, my grandparents used to push, like grab hold of my cheeks and like a nice thing. Oh, it hurts. Get off (laughs) me. You know? And they would continue to do it, you know, a big hug and a big kiss and, you know, total passion, you know? And not, you know, every culture is like that, but that's the way that you are. But they're very they're very happy. They don't dwell. You know, a lot of people don't dwell on things, you know, because they, they're they very much, it, children are brought into their culture. You know, they stay up a little bit later, it's no big deal, but you know, they, they love their parents. They run limbs around their parents, That they really do. But at the same time, most of them know that they're loved. And I think in life, that's really important just to know that your parents love you, that whatever happens, that they do love you because it all stems from that and that, you know, confidence build, builds from that, that, you know, you can walk around, well, okay, you might not like me, you might not like me, but my mum loves me, you know, my mum thinks I'm this and so my dad thinks I'm this, you know, and it's all good. It's, it's, i think it's
0: really important so yeah yeah that, that is true i mean i think uh, it, that that's just a great perspective that you have you need to learn the communication the kind of questions that you ask is also very important so that itself in that itself is a big topic and that itself is a big learn that people need to work on and uh, i'm sure you can help them out people can really reach out to you because the moment i speak to you i feel so good and it's always the vibe that you know i can come up with any kind of problem and you know you'll be able to help me and people should do that I would really say to whoever is listening this like reach out to you and get help in any any sort of manners that you think you are stuck in you you have a difficulty and you don't know what to do and they should just reach out to you and you'll be able to help <laughs> this has been an amazing conversation I, I enjoyed it so much thank you thank you so much for giving me so much time this was amazing thank you
1: Thank you, Son. You know, I've really enjoyed it, you know, just having to answer and think about things. It's given me more food for thought, you know, of what I want to do and everything. And, you know, so please encourage everybody, you know, give them the name of my, give them the name for my my Facebook. That's how how you can get through. Um, And actually, you know, once I do that, if they actually just say that, you know, hello there, I've listened to the podcast. You know, please, can I speak to you? You know, I might not be able to get through to you straight away, but I will. I promise I will get back to you, um, you know, and 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 then we can get you on the group and then you can have that. And then we could maybe even, you know, think about ways in which we can all help each other more, more than happy. So, yeah, thank you. Really good. <laughs> thank you so much
0: Um, we'll catch up and we'll do a live session soon so thank you so much stay tuned people i had an amazing conversation with her she's amazing do reach out to her and thank you so much stay awesome